0: Days he's worthy. Bad days he's worthy. In between days still worthy. Days when you feel good about everything worthy of our praise. Days when you doubt your salvation worthy. He's still worthy of our praise. It's not a matter of how we feel about this thing. But we, I don't know about you, but I've been in Christianity long enough to understand that sometimes just because I'm a human, there's ebb and flow in how I feel about. That doesn't matter when it comes to sh- serving God. God is always worthy. Amen. And I'm am excited for the things that he is doing today. Today, in this setting, I'm for, excited for what God is doing in this setting. Amen. I couldn't always say that, but whenever I come into the presence of the Lord, something good can happen. Something good there's a but there's a choice the reason why i didn't say it, it will happen it will happen to somebody but will it happen to you do you have to be able to grab hold of that fact that wherever god is miracles can happen amen wherever god is he will show up and show out amen turn with me to luke 5 and 20 luke 5 Jesus saw their faith he said friend your sins are forgiven we are talking about the faith of four good friends amen man we're just going to expound on the scriptures today um, this is one of my favorite scriptures because it, it was told it's told something totally unexpected can you imagine being in a place where where there's a speaker and there's a big crowd and, and healing is going forth all of a sudden, you start feeling chunks of the <laughs> of the of, the, of the, the the roof falling on your head. Like, what's going on? And then you look up and you see a hole. After a while, and then you see four men lowering down somebody on a bed. <laughs> boy, boy, that that's something. That's something. There was a message a while back that Pastor uh, L.B. Jackson preached about how God wants to be great in us. God wants to be great in us, each and every one of us. There is no everyday life when it it comes to Christianity. God wants to be great in us, in you, amen? And even though these four gentlemen did not, they didn't lay hands on the gentleman or their friend and verse 17 where it says one day Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there they had come I'm reading I'm sorry I'm reading in the NIV Uh, they had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick Jesus was teaching the religious leaders of that time now can you imagine now, now now, you got to remember these gentlemen weren't just clergy these gentlemen were in their position to keep order so that the romans wouldn't come down on the jewish people but yet they came and they sat at the feet of jesus they were listening probably maybe perhaps critically but they were there to listen and hear the teachings of jesus and then it, the second part of this verse impressed me where it says the power to heal was also in the house. Now, when Jesus is in the house, the power to heal is always there. Now, if since each since Jesus lives inside each and every one of us, right, when we accept Christ, that's what we have done. We accept Jesus into our hearts. So he is in our house. So healing is always available in the house. And then when we bring our individual homes or temples to the house of God, for healing to be here. Healing is here in this setting right now. Somebody can be healed right now. Amen. Somebody can be delivered right now. Amen. Right here in this house right now. Jesus is here. Healing is here. Someone should raise, just raise your hand and claim it. Raise your hand and claim the healing. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but there are things in me that are broken. There are things in me that I know are broken, but I submit them to the power and majesty and glory of Jesus so that he can change me. Amen. Amen. Now let's look at verse 18 and 19 where it says, Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way in, do this because of the crowd. They went up on the roof and lowered him <laughs> on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Now these four friends, these guys were friends. So these weren't Facebook friends. You know, I got some people on my Facebook friends. I, I I don't really know I, in my Facebook friends list. There's some like some musicians from back east because I'm a musician and I know friends of their. You know, some of them, you know, are some of them are producers and and, and and but really I don't have a relationship with them. But these people here, they discern not only did they, they want to do something about their sick friend, but they did, they said, you know what? Healing's in that house over there. Jesus is is in the house, healing is in the house. Let's take our friend over there. We need to consider taking our troubled friends know people who are troubled who are sick where else are we going to go for healing to jesus so let's take our trouble people we know that are troubled we can take them in prayer to jesus or we can take them by the hand and compel them and say come on you need to come to jesus amen now others were blocking this man from getting his blessing now they weren't doing it on purpose it was just a lot of people in the place you know it wasn't like they were just like oh you can't However, even though there were just so many people in the building, they they couldn't get to Jesus. So whether it's on purpose or unintentional, you have to consider that sometimes people will block your way and keep you from the power of Jesus. Maybe perhaps we're looking at people too closely, and we think, okay, sister so-and-so will never fall. And then you see maybe she snaps at you because her shoes are on too tight, her feet swelled up. (laughs) <laughs> Peter, and she might have snapped at you and you might say, Oh, it might get your feelings hurt. Oh well that's keeping you from your blessing because you're looking at them instead of Jesus. My uncle told my dad when he got saved, and I'm sure you've all heard this, and it is something even I have l- grasped and listened to where where the he said, Grant, don't look at the people And that's a good saying, a great saying to remember uh, in your Christian walk. Because people are going to disappoint you. That's just, that's just they, they will. Whether intentionally or unintentionally. People will disappoint you, but Jesus never disappoints, amen? So then they let down their friend through the roof. Now, think about it. They're in a house, probably Peter's house, and all of a sudden somebody is chipping at clods of dirt are coming in now if you're going to break something up you're going to have to fix it back amen so they didn't care about the cost to their personal livelihood or lives but they didn't they didn't care what it cost them that they were going because obviously if you break up somebody's house you're going to have to repair it right but they didn't care about that all they cared about was and I'm not just I'm not saying this as one that's just standing high but this is just something I just thought of right now how willing are we to be uncomfortable for the work of Christ how willing are we how willing am I to be uncomfortable for the work of Christ amen in verse 20 we have Jesus action as a result of these four friends faith Jesus recognized their faith by their I'm sorry I didn't Jesus saw their faith he said friend your sins are forgiven Jesus recognized their faith by their actions Matthew 13 58 tells us how a lack of faith resulted in few miracles being performed in Jesus own Hebrews eleven six instructs us the importance of faith by saying but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is is a rewarder of those who diligently seek it. We see diligently seeking God in action. They lifted up their friend on the roof, broke through the roof, lowered him down. That's, that's, that's diligently seeking God. Amen? Don't you think? Diligently seeking God. A great example. Now, two things are happening here. Jesus is addressing the root of the paralyzed man's problem, which is This juncture, he says, your sins are forgiven. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Mankind is born in a sinful state, and to have and and, and, and to have your sins forgiven, man, that's they're taken care of. So that means no matter what you've done, or what you no, no 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 I'm sorry. No matter what you're going to do, what you're going to do is already taken care. of Everything you're done, everything is already taken. Care Stay in Christ. Stay in communication in Christ. Amen. Don't jump out and think, oh, my sins are taken care of. I can just go do whatever I want. <sighs> start, start living like a wild and crazy person. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. No. The second thing, Jesus was letting those he was teaching know that he was able to forgive sin. That's very important because they were, see, they were there checking Jesus out. Because I can imagine... Uh, this, let, let's paint the picture here of, of, of the times. There's an occupying country that the the, that the Israelites did not care for, did not care for the Romans at all. So people would get these delusions of grandeur in their head, and they would just say, okay, I'm the Messiah. Well, what makes you the Messiah? Because I feel like I am. And this happened all the time during this time period. So I can imagine the Pharisees just sitting there saying, Yeah, well, You know, one guy's probably yeah. How many messiahs are we? I'm going to have to go check out this in the next few weeks because it it, it was a frequent something that happened frequently, and they would and and so it wasn't so much they were there out of reverence. They were there because they were trying to keep keep the situation so that the Romans won't come down on them. Try to keep the situation in check. But Jesus was letting him know that I am. I am able to take care of sin. I'm so glad that Jesus took care of my sin. Amen. Verses 20 through 24. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Blasphemy! Who can forgive sins but God alone? Amen. The, the Pharisees may not be aware of who Jesus was at this. And they weren't fully acquainted with his power and purpose. Because a mere man could not say either, he couldn't say that your sins are forgiven. Jesus indeed was indeed a part of the triune Godhead with all power and authority. Eventually, he says, um, I'm sorry, in verse 24 through 25, let me read that. So uh, no, let me read 22. Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sin. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Amen. The man is healed. Now, the bed that carried him, he was able to pick up that bed and carry that bed home many things that we rely on that we think are carrying us but then when we encounter Jesus we can just we can just take that thing and or cast it aside because we don't need it anymore. You know the, the things we used to that carried us as in our former life, we don't even need those things. They carried us. Some people drank and carried carried you. Some people are partying or whatever, it carried you care but when, but then you have the encounter with jesus and you can just set that thing aside you can take up your bed and walk because you don't need that anymore amen he gives god the glory sorry verse 25 through 26 immediately he stood up in front of them and took what he had been lying on and went home praising god everyone was amazed and gave praise to god they were filled with all Gives God glory for not just healing. The healing is great, but the fact that the sins were taken care of—that's the root of the problem. That's the root of mankind's problem: is sin. The root of our problem is sin. But the thing—but the, but that's not a problem. Jesus took care of the sin. He took care of it. Sin is not a problem. If we're struggling with whatever, worry. I mean, just—I mean, maybe it, it might not be the obvious thing. It just might be worse. Continue to give that to Jesus. Offer it up to him. If you wake up and you don't have a good attitude in the morning, whatever, give that to Jesus. Every aspect of our life, if we give over to Jesus, he's able to have us take up that thing and and move on. And, And praise God. Go away praising God. Amen. Amen. I hope you were blessed by this. God bless you.